It's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful time to be, you know, be part of our church, guys, man. This is an amazing thing that's going on uh, in, our, in, our, in our church and in our city, in our, in our, just in this area right here. Guys, I don't know if you realize this, but, but Edgerton, Kansas is poised, man, to, to, to rock the world. I mean, to really rock the world. You know, we are in a, and, I, and I've said this before, and I will repeat it over and over and over and over. I, I, we are in a rural area, right? And a lot of people think that rural areas are not very influential, but I will tell you this. This is one of the, and I can't think of any in the, in, in the history of the world that are more positioned to, to impact the world than we are. We are in a, a rural area. However, we are surrounded by academia all over the place. We're surrounded by Lawrence. We're surrounded by Ottawa. We're surrounded by different universities. We're also in, in kind of a, a major metropolitan city, aren't we? We're a part of that, that whole suburb of Kansas City, aren't we? I mean, we're in the, in the Kansas City metro area. So we're in a, a, a rural area. We're in a metropolitan area, but not only are we in a, a metropolitan, cosmopolitan area type of a thing, we are also seated, so located in the center of the most influential country in the world. Uh, the, not, not just the world, but the history of the world. I mean, everybody knows our president. Everybody knows some of the cultural things that we have, some of, the, some of the icons of our culture. People know who Elvis Presley is from like the remotest villages. I mean, it's crazy. They know us, right? I mean, we have rural, urban, metropolitan, influential possibilities coming out of right here in Edgerton, Kansas. And what I want to talk about today is, is how, do we, how do we do that? How do we make that? happen i mean we obviously it's going to take god doing this through us but what do we have to do to to make that happen man do we uh, let me ask you guys a question you know i'm a teacher and i love answers when i ask questions do you guys want that i want to hear that again do you guys want that man do we want to be seen as people going well what the heck is going on in edgerton guys i'm going to tell you it's already happening i was at two places this week I'm in, a, I'm in a coffee shop in Lenexa. I've got a, a mentor. Uh, his name is Phil Kreiling. He's been here a couple of times, about eight feet tall, basketball player, right? You guys have met the guy. Phil pours into me every, each and every week. And he actually charges, you know, like people to, to do what he does for me. But he says, I, I, I want to help you. And I'm like, okay, yeah, let me, let me put some fun. He goes, no, no, seriously, just buy me coffee. And every week this guy pours into me pours into me, pours into me, and I'm sitting there, and he knows everybody in town, right, so this guy walks by, and he's like, hey, man, what's going on, hey, how you doing, hey, have you met Casey Carter, he goes, Casey Carter from Edgerton, I'm like, yeah, new city, right, yeah, he goes, man, I'm hearing some crazy things going on about that, I'm like, you're kidding me, yeah, I, mean, I shouldn't be surprised, I'm at, I'm at, uh, uh, you know, and so I meet this guy, and he said, he said, hey, come to this luncheon, man, we're, we're, yeah, we're, we're going to be talking about uh, how to impact youth and stuff like that. Hey, that's cool. We were just talking about that this week. Maybe this is a God thing. So I go to this luncheon, right? And, and I walk in. They go, I, you know, I'm introducing myself to people that have nothing to do with this guy. They're like, oh, hey, you're, are you from Edgerton? I'm like, yeah. They're like, man, we're excited about what's going on there. Guys, this is insane. This is insane, right? Edgerton, Kansas, right? What did they say about Jesus? Can anything good come from Nazareth, Right? Yeah, there's some, some crazy stuff going on in Nazareth. 
a.k.a. Hedgerton. Amen? Man, I love this about us, man. That people are starting to talk about, wow, man, there's some exciting things going on in your city. There's some exciting things that are happening as part of your church. And I'm like, whoa, this is, this is nuts. I can't wait to tell everybody. This is so cool. All right? So I want to kind of, kind of review what we talked about last week and kind of go into some of the, some of the things that God really laid on me. And I got to tell you, man, this is one of, those, one of those things, Ephesians 5. Have you guys ever read that? That's crazy, man. Ephesians 5. I mean, hey, hey uh, uh, overground, OG, how long did it take us to go through Ephesians? And, and uh, it was like nine. <laughs> yeah, it was nine. Yeah. I mean, we were like, what? I mean, there's so much in here. So, so I got to go through like almost a half a chapter in 30 minutes. I'm freaking out. Like, where do I go? Right. Andrew, you with me? You, you know that? I mean, it's like there's so much here. Right. Like, what do we do? What do we say? Right, let, me, let me just kind of back up to where we talked about last week and, and then bring us into what we're, what we're doing, the, doing, doing this week. Because I feel like if we want to really truly understand how to impact the culture of our town, impact the culture of Kansas City, impact the culture of the world for Jesus, man, we got to do, our, do what, what the Bible has to say. We got we to gotta conduct ourselves in such a way that, that, that Scripture talks about. Last week we talked about the A-Pest, you know, and I, I talked about, by the way, there was a lady that drove by, and you know, I was kind of joking about, hey, uh, you know, I don't, I, you know, we don't want to use like inner church language, that kind of thing, but you may hear the word A-Pest and that kind of thing, but I said, not, not we're trying to be A-Pest, so she emails me and says, hey, I'm not trying to be an A-Pest, LOL, but I'm driving by your church on the way to a basketball tournament. I don't live here, saw your sign, drove in. And she said it was one of the best services I had ever been to in my life. So the music, and I think she might have, I don't know, but she said the preaching too was good, which I don't understand that either. But she said it was incredible. She goes, I told my mom it was one of the best services I'd ever been to. I'm like, wow, what a great testimony. I mean, you never know who that is, right? You never know. Who, she said the greeting. People were, were like so friendly. They just greeted me so warmly when they came in. And when I came in, I, would just, I just felt like I was welcome. Man, isn't that amazing? Some of you saw it on Facebook. I posted it last week. We also talked about the fact that our identity must be in Christ. It cannot be in the things of the world. It cannot be even in our apest. It cannot be in the giftings that God has given us. It cannot be in our marital status. It cannot be in our sexuality. It cannot be in anything else that, that identifies us, whether we're single, parents, married, divorced, addict, anything. Cannot be, we, we cannot have our identity in any of that stuff. It must be in Christ, and obedience must come from our identity in the Lord, not in obedience itself. We can't just be going, okay, so i got to be a Christian, so i got to go do this, do this, do this, and make sure I don't do this and don't do this. I mean, you'll, you'll get worn out. We also understand that we are new creations having put on a new man to replace our old selves, and we're going to really pound that home this week. We also learn that he is in us, and we are in him. And if we want to truly impact the culture of our town, Guys, we need to, verse 1 says, of Ephesians 5, says, therefore be, what is that word? Imitators. You guys saw on the sign coming in, imitate, right? Be imitators of, dear, of God as dearly loved children and live in what? Love. Just as Christ also loved us and gave himself for us, a sacrificial and fragrant offering to God. But among you, there must, be either, there must not be either sexual immorality or impurity of any kind or greed as these are not fitting for the saints. And guys, 
if we are truly imitators of Christ, it's not just like, like trying to mock or mimic him. Like, like we are in him. He is in us. Our identity is in him. And so for us to lie would be, go totally against who we are. Not because the Bible says not to lie, but because God is truth. Right? It would be totally against our character to commit adultery, not because the Bible says to don't commit adultery, it says because God is faithful. It would be totally against our character because we are in him and he is in us that if we were to steal, it would not just violate what the Bible says, but it would go totally against our character because our character is in God and he is in us because he's our provider. Amen? But among you there must not be sexual immorality, impurity of any kind, impurity of any kind, or greed, as these are not fitting. Not fitting, right? Clothes don't fit for the saints. Neither should there be vulgar speech, foolish talk, or coarse jesting, all of which are out of character, but rather thanksgiving. Guys, we need to understand this, right? It's not a matter of, uh, he said a cuss word, he's going to go hell, right? Not, not, it's not like that. It's like, guys, do we... Look different than the rest of the culture. If we're out and all of us dudes are going to the fight night, right? Me and Richard and Nick and Charlie and uh, Marty, man, we were all like, like fighting. That's Tim was there, Jamie was there, Denton was there, man. We were like, whoo, dudes night, right? Except Emily came too. That's cool. That's cool. She loves the fights, man. It's awesome. By the way, Tim's got a fight coming up August twenty, uh, April twenty fifth next month. Next month, so we need to start. Put, I mean, he's 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 like in in like a dirty shirt with us, man. So we got to understand so but what does it look like when everybody else is dropping f-bombs and saying you know kick his you know donkey and and stuff and i'm like is, that all right? is there a donkey up there i don't know what you're talking about but if we look like them right but if we're still having fun and still are having having pure conversations and still not not engaging in the same things that they're doing guys people might notice and guess what will happen somebody might say hey what's different about you guys right why aren't you guys all schnockered and looking at all the women and going, woohoo, look at that, <laughs> right? How come you're not catcalling the, 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 the ladies and the, you know, holding up the round numbers? How come you guys are not doing that? We all are, right? Yeah, I know. We love Jesus, man. We love our wives. We want to stay pure. All of which are out of character, but rather thanksgiving. For you can be confident of this one thing, that no person who is immoral, impure, or greedy, such a person is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Guys, we are going to imitate something. We always will imitate something. If it's the culture, right, we're going to imitate it. If it's, if it's uh, the media, if it's stuff we watch on TV and that kind of thing, and that's what we think is cool and that's what we think is right, that's what we're going to imitate. If it's our professors, that's what we think is cool, that's what we think is right, that's what we're going to imitate. If it's our workplace, if it's a boss, and we think that's cool and that's, that's what we're going to imitate. But if it's God, if, if God is our, the one we want to aspire to be like, more and more like, if we aspire to have the same mindset of that of Christ, or Christ Jesus, that's who we're going to want to imitate. And out of that imitation, we will always inherit something. We'll always inherit something. It may be disaster. It may be actually, frankly, if we choose to not follow Jesus, it might be a comfortable life. Until. We're not here that long, right? I mean, we got to be thinking in those kinds of terms, those eternal terms like that. Jesus said it this way, man, in Matthew 7, 13 through 23. He said, enter through the narrow gate. 
Because the gate is wide and the way is spacious that leads to destruction. And there are many who enter through it. In fact, this is what he says. Basically says, hey, the world's going to look at it this way. Everybody's going to say, hey, this is the right way to go. Hey, this is the right thing to do. Hey, this is the right way to believe. Hey, this is the right way to act. Hey, this is the right way to to, to, to be a person, right? And so this whole big path is going to lead to this destruction, and everybody's going to jump. Well, I guess it must be pretty popular. I better go this way, right? That's what we do. That's what we tend to do, right? How narrow is the gate and difficult the way that leads to life. And there are few who find it. As he also went on to say, watch out for false prophets. This is not an accident that he has these together. Watch out for false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are voracious wolves. You will recognize them by their fruit. Grapes are not gathered from thorns or figs from thistles, are they? In the same way, every good tree bears good fruit. But, everybody say but. But, the, bad, the, the same way every good tree bears fruit, but the bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree is not able to bear bad fruit, or a bad tree to bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire, so then you will recognize them by their fruit. And he goes on to say this, one of the most devastating, one of the most scary verses, scary uh, few verses in all of Scripture, because we know people like this. He says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven. Only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name? And, and, and in your name cast out demons and, and, and do many powerful deeds, right? All this religious stuff. God, God, everybody told us we were on the right path, right? All these false prophets came in. It's their fault, whatever. They, they told us if we did this. And I will declare to them, I never knew you. Go away from me, you lawbreakers. Wow. Guys, that's... that's that, that, that should make your heart skip a beat and check yourself before you giddy-wreck yourself. Seriously, man. Think about this. I mean, there are false prophets absolutely everywhere. The, 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 some of my old youth group can attest, this is what we used to do. This is how we used to roll. I know that a lot of youth ministries and that kind of thing, they'll say, as soon as you're, you graduate high school, eh, you can't come back. Well, what I would do, I would say, uh, I would like anybody that graduates in, out of this youth ministry, I'd like you guys to keep coming back as many weeks as you want to, because I want you to tell us everything that I've been telling everybody about what, what, the, what your professors are going to say and the things that you're going to experience and the things that you're going to hear, things like that. There is no God, that all paths lead to, to God as long as you live a, a good life and that kind of thing, that it doesn't matter what you believe, all this kind of stuff, and the Bible's not real. You're going to hear this stuff, man. And you're probably going to hear it in high school, but you're really going to step it up once people don't have to answer to parents. Crazy, man. But, but as soon as you get in there, man, and, and sure enough, one after one says, holy smoke, you were right. I'd get emails periodically. So this is what my teacher's saying. And I'd read it and go, whoa, actually saying this in front of people? <laughs> it's like they're not even embarrassed. You might get influenced by the culture in general. Guys, I, you know, I want to enjoy this with you. Man, check this out. Check out the, the, in the 1920s, there were things called the flappers. There, yeah, these, these were like radical, radical things going on. The flappers were like, uh, like all the, all the they're really not any overtly sexual things in here or anything like that, right? But in the 20s, it was one of those things where people were like, oh, oh, let's go see the flappers. Yeah, your mom's a flapper, punch, right? <laughs> right? Right? Charlie loves history, man. Back me up on this, Charlie. 
Check out the 1930s. Uh, Monday night we were going through and introducing ourselves, talking about our favorite movies. And who was it that said Gone with the Wind? I can't remember. Did I read? Gone with the Wind? Ms. Eastwood? You said that. She said Gone with the Wind was her favorite movie. And it reminded me that one of the things that they, they said in, in Gone with the Wind was, uh, frankly, my dear, I don't give a, right? I don't mind saying it, but I don't want the emails. Um, <laughs> you're not supposed to say it in church. But it was color. It was all this kind of stuff. But everybody was like running around going, whoo, hoo, hoo, we're going to go see a movie with a cuss word in it, right? Crazy, man. Everybody's walking around like, it's, it's nuts. Uh, look at the 1940s, man, the jitterbug, man. If we did anything like that, we'd get beat up today, right? Get out of the club, right? But that was the cool thing, man. Everybody's like, oh, finally, finally we've arrived. We're doing the jitterbug, and look how free we are and everything. As a matter of fact, this picture of the lady actually shows a little bit more leg than the flappers did, right? And everybody's like freaking out. Oh, we finally arrived. We're so enlightened, right? Let's check out the 50s. Poor Elvis. Shaking his hips, doing his thing right? Ed Sullivan was like, nope, sorry. Sorry, you know, only, from the, only from the waist up. We can't have that, 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 that gesturing going on, you know, right? And everybody's like in tune with Elvis, man, because this guy's finally going to push the envelope, right? That, right? Am I right? He's like, man, he's finally going to do this. He's finally going to do this. Uh, check out the 60s. And this is where it starts getting funny, right? Oh, the hippies, right? Now some of them are starting to get offended. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You can talk about Elvis shaking his hip, but, man, the hippies, we had it going on, y'all. I mean, we were the real deal, man. We, we were finally going to push the envelope, finally going to push the culture, finally going to do all these kinds of things, right? The hippies had it all going on, man. Free love, baby. Uh, all the things you could do. I mean, Austin Powers made a humongous living. I mean, uh, uh, or Mike Myers made a humongous living mocking this whole generation, right? I mean, he was, say, he was saying, like, <laughs> you know, it, it, like, like you got frozen in time and that kind of thing came back in the 90s. It was all different. Totally different. I mean, it was, it's hysterical. Now, here's where it starts to get fun, because in the 70s, I became self-aware. Oh, no, 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 no. Everybody's like, ooh, disco, right? I mean, I'm thinking, this is crazy stuff, right? I mean, we were like on it. I mean, the, the, I mean the, the disco stuff was awesome until the Disco Sucks movement came out, right? <laughs> right? Like, just a few years later, because everybody's like, ooh, finally, finally. All the things we learned in the, in the, in the 60s and the hippies and stuff like that, Oh, it was great. It was wonderful. Now we've actually living this lifestyle, and it's wonderful, and it's awesome. And finally, we've arrived. Finally, we're alive. we even got lights in the floors. Look, everybody, and disco balls. We're going to put one right here. That would be amazing. Oh, man, it would be cool. Right? Yeah, you got it? You with me? In 1976, there was a, two movies that were up for Best Picture. One was Rocky, and the other one was Star Wars. Well, bear with me here. All right. I'm going to do something here. Can y'all hear me okay? Can you hear me? Is it muffled? Okay. All right. I am your father. Okay. It's hot in here. I should practice this before I do this. Hey, do I look straight? Do I look like Darth Vader? All right, here's what I want you to do. Whew. All right. Darth Vader. He's coming up on the deck, right? You guys know the music. On the set of Star Wars, there was this legitimate debate. I read this. I was just, this is hysterical. But I can imagine 
Let me take this off for a second. I can imagine guys on the set of Star Wars having this debate going, uh, George, Stephen, come on, guys. We can't be having classical music in this. You guys know, this, you guys know the, the, the theme for Star Wars. Dun, 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 dun. Sing it for me. Dun, 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 right? Dun, dun, dun. You guys know this. You guys know this. All right. Maybe you don't know this. Am I the only nerd in the house? Come on. All right. There was a legitimate, there was a legitimate debate on the set of Star Wars. I love this. They were like, uh, George, uh, Steven, guys, George Lucas, Steven Spielberg, guys. And I'm imagining guys with like perm froze, right? I mean, op- you know, open like chest unbuttoned, everything, chest hair, crazy gold medallion, right? Right? All that stuff. Smoking. George, we can't do this, baby. Baby, come on. We got to have disco. That was legitimate. They wanted disco music on the set of stuff. Uh, instead of classical music. They want a disco. Now, I want you guys to do something for me. I want you guys to sing me the theme song for Star Wars. Dun, dun, dun. Keep singing it. Keep singing it. Louder. Now, now clear your minds of that. Can y'all hear me okay? Clear your minds of that. Listen to this. Thank God. Woo. Thank God. Thank God disco got turned down. And Mr. Lucas focused on what he was supposed to do or whoever made the decision. But can you imagine? Do you see, do you see how funny the culture can be? Even, even, even fickle the culture can be. I mean, that sounds like a crazy, funny illustration uh, until you get to the 80s. And this is where I started to, right? This is when dudes wore makeup. I, I, I read something, this is the 80s. Uh, subcategory or subtitle where the dudes look like girls to get all the girls. I, I don't know. Now, I never wore makeup, I promise you that, but I did have a mullet and leather pants. I was committed. Okay? Now, and thank God there was no Facebook at the time because I, <laughs> I would deny it. Oh, that ain't me. I must be photoshopped, right? Uh, she does, but she's got one with a headband. So that was cool because, man, finally, this goes out, right? Real music is now in. And I hear some, I think I heard an amen. Is that right? Wow. <laughs> Whew, I'll pray for you guys, man. I tell you. Well, here's the thing. And, in, and all of a sudden, you got the, the 90s pops up, right? Oh. Stop. 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 Hammer time, you know? Right? Hammer time. That was cool. And I had parachute pants. Well, almost parachute pants. At that time, they were Z Cavaricis, baby. You know it, right? Z Cavaricis, right? Then you got into the early 2000s, right? Oops, I did it again. Oops, I did it again, right? That was, oh, that was all the rage. You should have heard Morgan when she was at it. Whoo, I love Britney Spears, right? Backstreet Boys, 
Boy bands, a whole bit. And then finally you get to our music today. The left shark. Now, are you serious? Do you seriously think that our kids are not going to, well, if you don't have kids yet, you will. And you will say, hey, um, the left shark was kind of stupid. Don't say that, man. It was so cool at the time. I mean, everybody's like, it's like a cultural icon. And we think it's so cool. And we think it's so awesome. But the point is, guys, what was so cool in the 30s and the 40s and the 50s and the 60s and the 60s. And everybody's like, oh, finally, we've arrived. Oh, man. And now we think it's all stupid, right? I don't even know why we pay attention to the culture anymore. I don't even know why we say this is what this is what is real. This is what is right because it keeps freaking changing. Yet the scriptures never do. Scriptures never do. Guys, even in the church, it is frightening. Frightening. How the church can just take take the culture. And try to appease the rather than appeasing the culture, we, we should be impacting the culture, right? That's what we're talking about from our little town in Edgerton, right? Impacting the world. Not just like taking the culture in. We're talking about setting the standard of holiness and goodness and, and godliness, right? But not like a we, we and we talked about this before. I'm not asking anybody to go through and, and say, you know, you're all living in sin, you need to be no, it's not about that. It's not about that. But I tell you what, man, the church itself is confusing. Some churches are like, like, yeah, whatever you believe, it's totally cool. If you're, as long as you're sincere, uh, if you're, a, if you're a, a Buddhist, Muslim, Hindu, whatever like that, uh, it, it, Christian, it doesn't matter. Whatever you think, and as long as you're sincere, as long as you're a good person, man, it's okay. And this is not what Jesus ever said. He said, I'm it. I'm the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. And no one can come to the Father except by me. Some churches are legalistic. Some are universal. Some are simple in nature. Some are just basic churches that love God. God bless them, man. Bottom line, churches today, churches today can be confusing, but I will tell you this. The map that, that, that navigates you down that narrow path is the Bible. We understand? The map that navigates us down that narrow path is the Bible. Ephesians 5, 6-21 says, in verse 6 says, let nobody deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, God's wrath comes on the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. For you were at one time darkness, but now you are what, New City? Light of the world. Where am I at? Am I out? Are we, are we good? Uh, light. Uh, light in the world walk as children of the light for the fruit of the light consists of all goodness right righteousness and truth trying to learn what is pleasing to the lord do not participate i'm not asking anybody to do this not to do the stanky leg if that's even popular anymore i don't know i don't know what i, I don't know. i'm not a dancer i'm sorry i i try to but it just doesn't work i'm not asking anybody not to go do that i'm not asking anybody not to engage the culture or be isolated guys that's not what jesus did what Jesus did was he was in the culture and he actually got invited to the party. People kind of thought he was cool, he was, but he didn't, he didn't do, it, do it in such a way that he was sinful or he, he engaged in the fruitless deeds or the, the, the dark deeds of what the, what the folks did at the time. He exposed them, but he didn't expose them by going around and saying, you got to keep getting drunk and having sex outside of marriage. You're going to go straight to hell. Never said any of that, did he? And he showed them who the Father was and showed them what the answer is and, and, and lived that life in such a way. And he did tell people their sin, but he also did them. He says, I do not condemn you. Right? 
Do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. For the things they do in secret are shameful even to mention, but all things being exposed by the light are made evident. If you were at City Walk this past week, you know that we went through something called Matthew 18, and this is something we practice as a church, and it's very difficult to practice as a church because it takes everybody submitting to one another in reverence for the Lord. In Matthew 18, 5, uh, 15 through 17, it says this, and when it says, talking about in verse 13, it says, all things being exposed by the light are made evident. It says, if your brother sins, go and show him his fault when the two of you are alone. If he listens to you, you have regained your brother. But if he does not listen, take one or two others with you. Let me stop, pause there for just a second because this is very important for us to understand how to do this in the church. This is what Jesus said. I'm just, you know, I know this is very difficult for a lot of people like, hey, I thought Jesus said not to judge one another. He said, actually what he said was, he said, make sure you got the plank taken out of your eye, then you can deal with the speck at your brother's eye, right? So make sure our lives are pure. Make sure our lives are, are, are given to the Lord. Make sure we're doing the very best that we possibly can to, to live the way God wants us to live and as outlined in his word, not outlined by the culture, not outlined by the church, not outlined, outlined by the pastor, but outlined by the, by the word and, and, and doing those kinds of things. And then if we have a brother that's in sin, we go to that brother and we say, you know, I'm, I'm concerned for you in this way. This is what the scriptures say and this is what I see you doing. And I'm going to ask you, man, because of what is coming for you, out of love and, and caring for you, I want to, want to help this. And, you know, I've, I've said to people before, I said, hey, if I was able to tell you something that you may want to hear, you may not want to hear, but it would be really helpful for you, would you want to hear it? And if they say no, I'll be like, I, I got to tell you. But most of the time, people will say yes. And if I see, hey, I'm seeing you, man, you got really kind of loaded the other night and it, it worries me for you for your walk for the guys if we all did this not pointing like a bony finger of indignation say you're gonna go help doing that but if we actually just loved each other enough to do this for one another man our lives would be transformed i mean guys we could if we submitted to one another in love our lives would be totally radically different and the world would notice be like what's going on down there what's going on in edgewood what's happening in your in your city why, why all of a sudden our divorce rates going down why all of a sudden drug use going down why all of a sudden incarceration is going down why all of a sudden are are, are, are uh, people that are in in need of being adopted or our kids are being adopted why all of a sudden what's going on because we're challenging one another we're loving one another to spur one another on to to better works to better to better love amen it's incredible but if he does not listen take one or two brothers with you not as uh not go get a couple people to, hey, uh, Bob's, Bob's on the wagon again. We need to go fix him, right? No. Hey, would you guys go with me and make sure I'm not out of line? Bob, here's the thing. Here's the sin. We're concerned. I'm concerned about you. I brought these guys with me. And if he still does not, right? So that the testimony of two or three witnesses may, in, in every matter may be established. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And does that mean we bring Brother Bob? Come on up here. We're going to tell something in front of the church. No. Wherever you're serving. And I expect that, that we're serving somewhere. Whether it's in Kid City. Whether it's in, you know, uh, working in the coffee area. Whether it's ushering. Whether it's whatever music. Whatever it is. Take it to your leader. Take Bob to your leader and say, hey, tell it to the church. That's the church. 
right? Well, he says right here, if he refuses to listen to the church, treat him like a Gentile or a tax collector. Does that mean we say, hey, you're no longer welcome here, Bob. You can't come in these doors until you get your life straight. No, no, no. But we have to treat people as an unbeliever. And what do we do with unbelievers when they walk in the doors? Amen. Love them. Exactly right. Guys, this is crazy stuff, man. I know it. And it's hard. You see, people say, and I, and I love the dude in, in Houston who's like, uh, if you want, know, want a real easy life, you just come know Jesus. If you want your finances right, your marriage right, your health right, and all this kind of stuff, you want to see all those things happen, come know Jesus, give me lots of money too, right? But that's not what the church is about. We have to be able to talk to one another and tell one another what it means. If somebody's engaged in disco dancing, I'm probably going to say that's stupid. I'm probably not going to confront them. <laughs> that's the thing, hey, man, I think that might be, no. If you want to grow in the Lord, find people that will, be doing, that, will, that will be willing to do this for you, not to you, for you. I, I, I don't know how many times, and you guys know this mantra, no pain, no, no gain. Yeah, yeah. I mean, coaches are like, oh, no pain, no gain. You're like, all right, come on. Right? You got to pay your you gotta, corporate world. You got to pay your dues, right? All this kind of stuff. You got all this kind of, you got to go through pain. You got to go through struggles. You got to go through things to, to get ahead or to, to grow, to strengthen, to, to get better. All those kinds of things you got to do, right? But in the spiritual world, we somehow think, well, that's just ridiculous if somebody wants to get in my life, get in my business. That's stupid. I ain't going to go back to that church. Seriously? Get a coach. Get somebody that's willing to do this for you, not to you. Can I get a new city amen on that? A true friend will accept you. I'm going to steal this from Matt Miller. A true, film, a true friend will accept you just how you are. But a true friend will also love you enough to not let you stay that way. Amen to that. Verse 14. For everything made evident is light. And for this reason it says, Awake, O sleeper, arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. The thing that uh, we need to understand is that... Uh, renaissance of not only our lives if we have a bunch of us this is going that we're going through this individually this awaking of sleeper the rising from the dead this christ shining in us guys we have all of us doing that man people are going to notice and they already are but if we continue to do that let people come into our lives and as verse 15 says if we are therefore being very careful how you live not as unwise, but as wise, taking advantage of every opportunity because the days are evil. For this reason, do not be foolish, but be wise, and by, wise by understanding what the Lord's will is. And do not get drunk with wine, which is debauchery. But be filled by the Spirit, speaking to one another in, in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Singing and making music in your hearts to the Lord. Always giving thanks to God the Father for each other. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. And all New City Church said, Amen. Father, you're amazing. You're incredible. Man, just the opportunity, the fulfillment that you have, that 
drugs or alcohol or pornography or even disco, Lord, can fulfill. It is your fulfillment in our lives that brings a revolution to the culture. It is a, it is a revolution in our lives, Lord, that brings our city to its knees in honor of you. It is a revolution in the city, Father, that, that will impact Gardner and Eudora and Baldwin City and Olathe and Ottawa and all of Johnson County. And when Johnson County is revolutionized by you, it impacts Kansas City. And there is a global movement, Father, where your revolution takes hold. And there's revival in the hearts of our, of our world. Starting right here in Edgerton, Kansas. It's in your son's precious, holy, victorious, and never-changing name. All God's people said, Amen.